Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And tonight, it's Tuesday evening, six o'clock Central Time. Here tonight is our uh, weekly waiver wire show, and it's the last uh, waiver wire show of the year. So that's kind of sad, but also exciting at the same time because we got a lot of injury news and a lot of players to look into tonight to help you guys get to the get just win the fantasy championship. That's what we're trying to do here. I'm probably not going to do a waiver wire show next weekend. I don't. I don't like leagues that play in week 17, so I think I'm going to probably try to take some time off next week. But anyways, uh, I do have my start sit charts available too. I have them filled out for the Friday game, the Christmas morning game, or the Christmas afternoon game. And then we also have the Saturday uh, triple header games that we got going on there. So I do have some of the start sits rolling in. Uh, but for the most part here, I wanted to look at the waiver wire column. So you guys can ask questions, do whatever you need. But there's a ton of injury news to look at here. So a lot of quarterbacks. We saw Nick Mullins got basically placed on IR. He's got to have Tommy John surgery on his elbow, so that's not great at all. So we're going to see C.J. Beathard get the start here. There's also a lot of news going on in San Francisco today. Uh, we did see Debo Samuel not practicing. We're assuming Debo's out, but the 49ers got hit with a huge list of injuries today. I'm just looking for those here so we can read those off real quick because they do affect our fantasy lineups quite a bit. So C.J. Beathard named the starting Quarterback for the 49ers, Week 16. They're going up against Arizona in Arizona. Uh, we see Kyle Shanahan believes George Kittle has a chance to return Sunday or Saturday. So this is uh, this is really interesting. We'll see if George Kittle can get in it. He had a full week of practice last week, so that's a pretty positive way to start. And the fact that they're eliminated and they're not ruling him out is pretty interesting to me. So if you did hold on to George Kittle, you had him stashed in the IR spot, there's a chance. We'll see about his practice participation tomorrow. Actually, there might be some stuff uh, available already here. Let me just click the practice reports here on RotoWire. So let's just look at San Francisco real quick. Uh, because they do play on Saturday, this is typically like their so this is like their their Tuesday usually day here. But we do see a handful of did not practices here. I don't see George Kittle on the list. So that's a good news spot there. What's going on, Harris? Thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, but they also placed Raheem Mostert on IR, so this is not good. They lose Mostert, they lose Nick Mullins, a lot of injuries to the 49ers here. I'm just trying to see anybody else here. Jimmy Graham or Jimmy Garoppolo has been designated to return, so that's interesting. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to see him next week at all either, but a lot of injuries to the 49ers part. Uh, so what's going on, Bills Mafia? Thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, we're just looking at the quarterbacks real quick here. Derek Carr, uh, they do play Saturday as well. Let me quick check the, the Raiders reports. I think he got a limited day in, which is surprising uh, with that groin injury. He pulled up there on last Thursday night, but he's limited as of today. We'll see tomorrow and Thursday. I think these are going to be the more telling days, but there's a small chance Marcus Mariota gets the start here. We're going to monitor that for the next couple days. It sounds like Alex Smith is going to be back, though. He's going to be the quarterback on Sunday for the Washington football team. I don't know if you guys saw the Dwayne Haskins stuff, but he, he's probably not going to be uh, having having himself a good week here. Uh, so we'll see Alex Smith probably get some practice uh, limiteds in and hopefully a full by the end of the week. But Alex Smith, good to go, I think. And then Daniel Jones, we'll monitor him. I don't think anyone's using Daniel Jones here, but just something to monitor on those quarterbacks there. And then we have a ton of running backs here. So we'll kind of dive into these guys a little bit. I did want to kind of just talk quickly about the Vikings and the, the New Orleans Saints because these guys play on Friday. So this is the first game that we're going to cover. Uh, we'll probably cover this tomorrow night actually too. So a lot of guys not practicing today, nothing really for fantasy that bothers us too much. We do see Alexander Madison not practicing. 
and Kyle Rudolph not practicing. So maybe that intrigues you with Irv Smith a little bit there, but uh, the, the Vikings are relatively healthy on the fantasy side of things. And then I'm looking quickly at the Saints. Again, this game's <clears throat> Christmas uh, afternoon, 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, looks like Traquan Smith did not practice. That's going to make me like Emmanuel Sanders quite a bit. If, if we know Traquan's not going to be playing and you need a wide receiver three flex play on Friday here, that could be Emmanuel Sanders. So I like that. Uh, Harris is asking, should I start George Kittle if he plays instead of Mark Andrews standard? I think I'm rolling with Mark Andrews for sure. He's been pretty, I mean, the last four games for Mark Andrews have been what we expected all season. So I do feel really, really healthy. Uh, Mark Andrews there, I th just the way Lamar's playing too with Kittle, you're also getting CJ Beathard. Who knows if he's getting a, typically Kittle would play 90 plus percent of the snaps. I don't know if we're going to get that right away week one. So I think I'm going to roll with the safe Mark Andrews against the Giants, uh, but that could change. But for now, I, I think I'm, Mark Andrews is on one of the, you know, the list of tight ends like of guys I wouldn't sit Kittle over. So that's, of course, going to be Kelsey, Waller, maybe Hawkinson, but Mark Andrews, I think, is on the good one. Uh, but, yeah, what's going on, Aiden? Um, NBA tonight, we got a lot of fun going on. And then, yes, Bill, Akers is out. He's probably not playing the next two weeks here. Uh, let me actually just search for his report real quick. So uh, one of my favorite ads on the waiver wire this week is going to be Daryl Henderson. We'll look at the snap counts for the Rams real quick too. Uh, but he's going to miss at least week week 16. I don't If you guys play in, in week 17 for fantasy football, I'm not super excited at it. But the Rams are likely going to install their Henderson 1A, Malcolm Brown 1B. Henderson's the much more elusive and, and more exciting back. So if you did see Daryl Henderson's available on your waiver wire, that's probably the guy that I'm going to be looking towards the most. And then I guess while we're here, I mean, I know it's been the Cam Akers show the last, at least the last two, three weeks in terms of snaps and touches, but uh, let's just take a quick peek here. So last week was kind of weird. Uh, even Malcolm Brown and Malcolm Brown only got 16, but Henderson only gets seven. So this kind of, you know, bugs me. I still like Henderson as the better back, but if you play in a standard touchdown league, maybe that means Malcolm Brown, you know, he was kind of the main goal line back throughout the season at various times here. So if you play in a standard league, I think Malcolm Brown might interest me a little bit more, but I do still think Daryl Henderson might be the guy that they roll with here. Uh, let me see the questions rolling in here. So what's going on, Monir? Uh, pick a flex, full PPR. Godwin, Mixon, Kittle, and Rodgers are hurt. So I'm I'm going Godwin against Detroit. I don't think Mixon's going to play, and Kittle is still on the fence about playing. And even if he does play, I'm worried about his snap count and his participation. There's just kind of a stink around the Niners right now. Uh, it's going to be C.J. Beathard as well, which could benefit Kittle, but I'm not expecting a you know a typical workload for Kittle here. So I'm going to go with Godwin uh, for sure against Detroit, and then Rodgers or Jalen Hurts. I think you're going to see Jalen Hurts ranked among the top amongst a lot of experts this week. But uh, let's just quick take a peek here. Jalen Hurts going up against the Cowboys, but or do you sit the potential MVP Aaron Rodgers for the rookie hot quarterback here? So I'm just kind of filtering by fantasy points allowed by the quarterback here. So Rodgers is playing the Titans at home. Uh, they allow about 20.3 points per game if you play in four-point touchdowns. And then with Jalen Hurts going up against the Cowboys, they're a little bit stingy here at 18.8, but you know you're getting you know upwards of 50-plus yards on the ground from Jalen Hurts there. He's probably got a good chance at two or three touchdowns in this one as well. Um, so I think just because Green Bay, Tennessee, that game, that game has a lot of uh, a lot of interesting uh, you know counterbalances for each side. The Titans want to run the ball and take their play action deep shots. Packers, they're going to try to run the ball and take their shots with Adams too. So uh, for now, I think 
I think I'm going to lean Jalen Hurts uh, in that game because the Eagles still have a lot to play for. So I think we're going to probably lean Jalen Hurts here. But I, I mean, that's you're splitting hairs, really. Uh, I think the decision between Rodgers or Hurts, like you're looking at two top five quarterbacks. If you feel comfortable with Rodgers, go with Rodgers. But I think the, the huge upside play at this moment is going to be Jalen Hurts. Uh, I also think it might be an interesting Aaron Jones game against Tennessee. Um, so Browns or the Rams defense Rams against Seattle. They've been struggling, uh, but the Rams just struggled against the Jets last week. I think I'm going to lean into the Browns against the New York Giants. The Gi- or they play the Jets. So we, we know the Jets just had their first win of the year. They might be riding their high and hopefully crashing here. But just quickly looking in terms of fantasy points per game. I know I know Seattle's been struggling, but. Uh, this one's for the NFC West title, basically. And just in terms of points per game, I know I know they've been struggling, but they you know they put up twenty nine point five points per game, and the Jets are down here at fourteen point seven. So I think I'm going to lean into this matchup here for Cleveland. Cleveland's been hot. They only they held the Giants to six points last weekend, so they're playing their best football right now. And I'm I think I'm more comfortable with that. And with Russell Wilson, who knows anything can kind of happen at any moment. They're also running the ball pretty well, so I think I'm going to lean with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, in terms of injuries here to the other running backs, we'll probably see about Christian McCaffrey tomorrow. We'll see his practice participation. Same with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm assuming Gibson's not going to play this week, but again, Wednesday is going to be the most important day for these guys. So if you guys were able to snag Tony Pollard, hold on to Pollard. If you're able to snag JD McKissick, especially in PPR, hold on to McKissick. It looks like Josh Jacobs is going to be fine. I didn't really see him on the injury report. Let me look here because they do play Saturday. Uh, but it looks like Mr. Jacobs got a full practice in. That's awesome. So I'm not concerned at all about Josh Jacobs. That's really good news for him. Again, Cam Akers not playing this week. Who knows if, I mean, if you play in week 17, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But Ronald Jones, the reports that I was seeing for Ronald Jones, I'm going to have to change this because it looks like he's doubtful. Uh, it seems like he's got a rough time to get a practice in before he clears COVID protocol here. So I'm assuming Ronald Jones is not going to play. That's going to make me like Leonard Fournette quite a bit. And then with Jeff Wilson here, he's questionable with an ankle and a hamstring, but we did just see Raheem Mostert went on IR. So let me just quickly check Mr. Wilson's reports here. So Jeff Wilson, not even on the injury report, which is great news. So I think Jeff Wilson's in for a prime a prime full workload day. You're probably going to see Jarek McKinnon worked in there too. Let me see what's going on over here. Um, so Wilson, Hurts, Maker, or Allen. Uh, give me, it's going to be closest between Hertz and Allen. I think I'm going Hertz. So the momentum's for Hertz is just hot. I don't know if, if, if you guys watched that game, uh, I know the first quarter was a little slow, but Jalen Hertz is doing things right now that uh, are pretty special. And he's getting the Cowboys who just let the 49ers throw for, I think it was three or four touchdowns last week. So there's, there's a lot to like with Jalen Hertz. Um, again, Mullins threw two touchdowns and Beathard even got one at the end over 319 yards for the 49ers there. And this is a game where the Eagles, man, Eagles need a win to stay alive. And uh, it's in Dallas too. So you don't have to worry about weather elements or anything. And I don't know, I think I'm going with Jalen. The way I would rank these would be Hertz, Allen, Baker, Russell Wilson, which just feels weird. I just, Wilson's hard to trust right now. So that's probably how I would rank them. Uh, but I think a lot of people are going to be telling everyone to start Jalen Hurts this week. And I'm doing I'm starting Hurts as well. I'm starting Hurts in a super flex league. I have a lot of quarterbacks to choose from, and I'm I'm playing Hurts over Justin Herbert. So um keep Carlson or get Zerline. I need every point. Okay, this is so yeah, I I have uh, in, in the one championship I'm in where there is kickers, 
I have Carlson, who's been – he's been a beast. Uh, Dan Carlson's been fantastic all year long, but now he's getting a matchup against the Miami Dolphins who allow the second-fewest fantasy points to kickers here, which is only about 4.5 points per game. But just looking at the trend the last couple games, uh, I've noticed – I mean, Nick Folk hit four field goals against them uh, the other day, and then Butker was able to get seven. Cincinnati, the Jets, um, the Denver put up eight. They, They can sometimes put up some points. I think this was a game where the Chargers just scored a lot of touchdowns here. Zane Gonzalez, six. Uh, but they didn't really play a lot of good teams, a lot of good kickers here. So I think this might be kind of a flawed situation here. I would bet that, I mean, just especially if Derek Carr plays, it really doesn't even matter who the quarterback is, actually. Uh, the Raiders, uh, let's also see. The Raiders, I don't believe, are fully eliminated. Um, so the Raiders do need their points. I think it's going to be a heavy Josh Jacobs game. The Raiders are the last team here. They need a win to stay in. So I think, uh, cause I also saw the Greg Zerlin on my waiver wire. So I have the same question that I'm dealing with. I think I'm going to continue to roll with Dan Carlson though. Uh, the Cowboys offense and Greg Zerline. I've seen Zerline miss a handful of kicks so far this year on prime time. And, uh, in a game against Philadelphia, it feels good, but, uh, I think that Dallas, I guess both Dallas and the Raiders are a little bit hard to trust, but just based on uh, season-long um, stats, I'm rolling with the guy that got me there, and I think I'm going to stick with Carlson. Um, so Harris says, would you play Hertz, Russell, Josh, if I have Beasley, Tyler, and Metcalf? Would you play Hertz, Russell, or Josh Allen if I have Beasley, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf? Um, it might be nice to get some exposure with Hertz because um, – I mean, sure, if 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 Beasley has a big game, uh, maybe Josh Allen only throws one or two touchdowns, and if Beasley has the good game, then you benefit. There's also the potential there where if you do play Josh Allen and Beasley and it's not a Beasley game, that kind of also happens there too. And then with Lockin and Metcalf, I think you still have to start those guys. But, there's again, there's that chance where, where Russell could potentially – you know, just throw one touchdown, 200 yards, and then maybe you get enough points with Lock and a Metcalf. So I think I'm going to diversify here and go with Jalen Hurts. But again, I'm going to rank those Hurts, uh, Allen, and then Russell Wilson. And because you're you're dipping into the Lock at Metcalf, that could be really sweet if, if everything hits. Like if, if Wilson goes out there and throws three touchdowns, one to Lock it, one to Metcalf, you're feeling really good. But that's just not uh, that's just not what we've seen lately out of this uh, Seattle offense. They have a lot of running backs, and they like to uh, they like to keep playing tough football on offense. So I think Jalen Hurts right now. I think you got to ride the Jalen Hurts. Um, so where were we? We were looking just at Josh Jacobs. We got to him. Uh, Cam Akers. We said he's out. Ronald Jones out. Jeff Wilson. James Robinson. I don't know what's going on with him. If you were fortunate enough to add him at any point this year. I think we have to plan for him not to play this week. So hopefully you guys get some backups there or uh, maybe potentially add some of the running backs that we'll get to on this list. We know Clyde Edwards is out. We also know Raheem Mostert's out. I think Miles Gaskin's going to play this week. He has, he was on the COVID list, I think the last two games, but he's going to be playing and he's probably going to muddy up the whole Salvan Ahmed situation. So you're probably looking at some kind of, you know, split between Gaskin and Ahmed, which makes me a little bit nervous there. I mean, Gaskin's probably a, a low floor uh, RB2 and Ahmed's got the potential for rushing touchdowns. I'm assuming Jamal Williams is not going to play. He actually did not practice today uh, because the Packers played on Saturday. They were able to get to practice a day early here, which is uh, always really nice for, for practice reports. Uh, they're not loading up here, but I did see Jamal Williams did not practice today. So if you have Aaron Jones, you're feeling really good about Aaron Jones if Jamal Williams can't go. 
Duke Johnson, again, he's got the neck injury, so David Johnson's going to be on a, a lot of my start uh, questions. I think this week I'm going to tell people to start David Johnson against the Bengals. And then Damian Harris, we'll see about him. I don't know if we care about investing in the Patriots' backfield, but uh, that's where we are right now, 2020. The Patriots stay away. Uh, the receivers, big-name receivers here. we got to watch Julio Jones. I think tomorrow will be a very telling day. If Julio does not practice, I would – I would be uh, trending towards not playing this week. If he does, uh, if he does get a limited day in, I think I think he's going to be trending and pushing towards playing. So we'll monitor Julio Jones the rest of the week. Michael Thomas, we know he's done. Sounds like no problem for Stephon Diggs. Keenan Allen is the one to keep an eye on. The Chargers also have Mike Williams. We'll keep an eye on him. So uh, I'm kind of curious about the, the the Chargers weapons there. We'll keep an eye on Allen. Reger had a high ankle sprain. Uh, I think he's on the more doubtful side. I don't know if people are relying on Reger. Uh, Kenny Galladay, though, doubtful again. We're probably not going to see him in the next two games. Debo, probably not going to see him. But there was some positive signs. Devontae Parker and Mike Jasicki got limited days in today. So if you're banking on Dolphins, it looks like those guys got back. Also makes Tua a pretty good option there. If you guys remember what, the, what, the, what Herbert just did against that Raiders defense, I think the Dolphins offense could have uh, a little bit of fun. Michael Gallup, he didn't. Uh, he avoided some serious injury here. I don't know what is going to be tomorrow. I'm assuming he's not practicing tomorrow, but I don't think people were trusting Gallup. I don't think they were trusting Ruggs. Um, so just a couple guys there to keep an eye on. But we'll kind of get into some of the quarterbacks here that I'm streaming. Uh, Kevin Durant going off already? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to get to that. Uh, I kind of timed it up so I can watch the second half here. Uh, Dolphins, Bears, or Washington defense? Um. I'm more interested in the Bears versus versus the uh, the Jaguars, especially if no James Robinson. Um, the Dolphins, it's a good matchup against the Raiders, but I think with Mariota they showed some fight. So if it is Mariota and it's Josh Jacobs, I think that could be a game that I'm not really excited about for the Dolphins' defense. So it's going to be between the Bears and Washington. With Washington, they've been playing some really good football. They almost just beat Seattle last week. But I think for now I'm going to rank them Chicago, if no James Robinson. And then we'll go Washington uh, close second, and then the Dolphins probably not interested. But uh, especially, man, if, if no James Robinson, you're going to want to start the, that Bears defense. And the Bears are playing good football all of a sudden. A, a two-game win streak here. Bears, Bears, uh, Bears are coming hot here. So Kenyon Drake or Chris Godwin, uh, Monir, is this full? Is uh, is this still for the full PPR league that we were talking about earlier? Uh, if that's the case, I'm going Godwin, um, especially if it's full PPR. It's going to be the Detroit Lions game on Saturday. I'm diving into that. I think Tom Brady's going to have a pretty good game, and uh, KD going off already. Four minutes in, ten points. Not bad. Not bad. Um, so Bills Mafia Bob, my receivers are still Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, and Julio. Some guys who are available are Marvin Jones, Hollywood, Sanders, Lazard, Watkins, Higgins. Should I make a move? I'm into Emmanuel Sanders, um, especially – I know it's Christmas Day. It's going to make it a little bit harder to get those guys in your lineup. But Emmanuel Sanders last week uh, had, a, had four catches for 76 yards, I believe. He caught like a big 51-yard bomb, too, from Drew Brees. This is, first, this is Drew Brees' first game back. Of course, he's going to be choppy, but he still throws for three touchdowns. And this is a game where the Saints know – the Saints know they need to win out to get that number one seed back. So if Green Bay somehow slips up to Tennessee this weekend, uh, all of a sudden the Saints are, are back in are back in business here. So with Traquan Smith trending towards not playing here, that's going to leave. Here's here's the Saints receiving group. Besides Emmanuel Sanders, they got Jawan Johnson, little Jordan Humphrey, and Tommy Lee Lewis. 
So one of those guys is not like the others. Emmanuel Sanders is probably going to leave the team in targets. If it's not Kamara, it, it will be Sanders. Uh, and that's going to be a really competitive game. So Sanders sticks out the most. Uh, I do like Hollywood Brown going up against the New York Giants. So that would be the close second, I think, there. Uh, and then Higgins, the way the Browns have been playing, the Browns get the Jets this weekend. So uh, Sanders excites me the most because he's attached to Breeze. But uh, Marquise, he's been playing. He's, he's still boom bust, but he's on a four-game streak where he's actually been playing some good, you know, like top 25 receiver for PPR leagues. So I like Sanders. Then I like Brown. Uh, and then I think I think it's Higgins because he's the trusted number two for Baker Mayfield going up against the Jets right now. Uh, and then I think I as as much as I like Marvin Jones, um, I'm still nervous about starting about starting him, like especially against the Bucks. That could be weird. Uh, but I'm interested a little bit. But Lazard and Watkins, I don't know if we can trust them, even though they're connected to great QBs. I just think opportunity. Sanders probably the one guy that I like there the most. So I think I'm going to go with that. And uh, hopefully Julio Julio can play for you. I think that would lock you in with Robbie, Corey, and Julio there. Um, so pick one, Salvin, Ahmed, Pollard, Bell, Carson, or DK Metcalf. Pulling at my heartstrings with DK Metcalf. Um, I'm starting DK Metcalf in every league that I have him. I know it's a tough matchup, but I like to think uh, he's a player that can rise to the occasion when a tough matchup presents him here. So I, I am interested in DK Metcalf. I think he's got the best ceiling, Carson. Uh, a little bit interesting there. Le'Veon Bell should get the touches. If if Ezekiel Elliott's out, go Pollard. I think that's the easy one. With Salvan Ahmed, Miles Gaskin's probably back. So the guys that interest me the most are going to be DK, Carson, and probably Pollard. So if Pollard's out or if Zeke's out, I'm going to go Pollard. Uh, but I think I got to get DK. I think I would lean towards DK or Carson in that matchup. Um, but for now, I'm going to say Pollard if no Elliott. Otherwise, I, I think I got to roll with DK. Um, Mitch or Mariota? Go with Mitch. Go with Trubisky. Go with Trubisky against the Jaguars. Uh, Bears need to keep winning, and he's actually playing some pretty good football. Uh, I, I, I'm into Marvin Jones. He's just uh, – I guess we need to see if Matt, Matt Stafford left the game at the end of the, at the of, of Sunday. I think he's going to be fine. I thought he got a limited day in here. He's playing Tampa Bay, so they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. Uh, but I, I just don't want you to get hit with this four for 48. Sometimes Tampa Bay's corners are pretty sticky, um, but a, a 9.1. So he's got a high floor. If, if you feel like the safe play, this could be a really safe play here. Uh, but I just think uh, Emmanuel Sanders sticks out to me because I just know he's going to be a target hog uh, amongst his receivers. But I won't, uh, I won't fault you for Marvin Jones. I just think uh, – I don't know. We've been picking on the Vikings secondary – pretty much all season. Mitch Trubisky just lit him up uh, the other day here. They also had a good day on the ground too with Dave Montgomery, but uh, the Vikings defense that presents a, a really juicy matchup and Emmanuel Sanders, I think can take advantage of them. Um, so uh, these are just the quarterback streaming options here that I have ranked. I think I'm going to be telling people to start Hertz over pretty much any quarterback that you can get off the waiver wire. Uh, I mean, typically I, I leave the top 12 quarterbacks off this list. So if you guys do have questions on your quarterback, we can get to them, but I'm going to default probably to this list. Uh, and my three, these are my three favorites. So Tannehill against Green Bay. We'll see what he can do. It's actually a tough matchup on paper for Tannehill, but I think Green Bay could force them to throw the ball a little bit more than they want. So uh, otherwise, Tua, man, Tua against uh, the Raiders. We just saw Justin Herbert light that defense up. Um, so J.D. McKissick or Miles Gaskin, PPR. Um, I think at this point, if, if no Gibson, I got to go McKissick and I, I like miles Gaskin, but he's also 
first game back from COVID. I'll be curious about his conditioning. And then they really like Salvan Ahmed, who just rushed for like 122 yards and two touchdowns. So that, to me, seems like a, a potential competition for Gaskin. I would like to think Gaskin can come back right away and just get his full full workload that we've seen all season. But especially coming off the COVID list and the way Salvan's playing, uh, not I think it's going to be more of a 50-50 split there. With, with JD, I feel, I feel really comfortable with JD, uh, especially in PPR. Um, not really sure if you guys need super flex quarterback stuff, but I got that there too. Uh, and then these are just the running backs that are likely owned, but might still be available. Uh, I'll kind of skip some of these guys. I'm assuming most of these guys are, are probably already owned, but the guys that have the opportunity this week, of course, is going to be Le'Veon Bell going up against Atlanta. We know Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to be out. If I just quickly pull up the the the, the Chiefs uh, versus the Saints snap counts here. So this was uh, on Sunday here. You do see Le'Veon Bell get 15 carries, 62 yards, one touchdown, one catch uh, for 14 yards. So he got enough volume, and the crazy part is Clyde Edwards-Alaire also had a lot of volume in this one. So 14 attempts, 79 yards. This could be a potential 15 to 20 touch day for Le'Veon Bell, but the Atlanta Falcons defense is a little bit stingy. Uh, but if you play in a touchdown league, uh, I think that's going to be probably where I'm a little interested in Le'Veon Bell. He's probably the top option. I think Tony Pollard, if no one got Tony Pollard on Sunday morning, and uh, he's worth holding on to just to see. We don't know what's going on with Zeke Elliott uh, as of tonight. But if we see Ezekiel Elliott's not practicing tomorrow, that's gonna, just going to make Tony Pollard's door a little bit more open to him playing another big game here. So keep an eye on Tony Pollard if you do need a potential starter there. I, I'm going to be telling people to start Pollard if Elliott's out. So, uh, And then you got Salvan Ahmed, and we got the likely Gaskin return. So this kind of drops him to a, a low-end, you know, like a really low-end RB2 with some, some touchdown potential. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Uh, interesting, I, he finished the game stronger than Kenyon Drake did, but then on a practice report today, Edmonds was not practicing and Drake did practice. So I'm not really sure what to do with this Arizona backfield here. I think tomorrow's practice will get a little bit better information. Ido Smith uh, going up against Kansas City. He is now the lead back. Uh, Todd Gurley, you guys could probably drop, if you're holding on to Todd Gurley, you could probably drop Todd Gurley at this point. Uh, it looks like Ido Smith is going to be the... The main snap running back here, so let me just pull this up. So last week, you see Ito Smith, 48% of the snaps, 31 total. Gurley with just 16, Brian Hill with 15. So I, I'm not expecting big things out of Ito Smith. I mean, they're just not a good running team. Going up against the, the Chiefs here, doesn't excite me. If you're need, if it, if you desperate, I think Ito Smith is potential. I'm going to probably move Jeff Wilson up to – probably going to move Jeff Wilson up to the top of the list here. Now that we know the Mostert status. So Jeff Wilson's probably the guy that I'm going to gun for the most here on the waiver wire. McKinnon, interesting because we know Mostert's out. Uh, McKinnon, low-end value in a PPR league. But then Daryl Williams, Frank Gore, Ogun Bawali, Malcolm Brown. These are all guys with some opportunities to get some touchdowns, especially if James Robinson's out against Chicago here. Uh, something to monitor in Jacksonville. So let me see what we got. Harris is asking, Hurts, Murray, or Justin Herbert? P.S. I have Hopkins and Allen. Um, you have Hopkins and Keenan Allen. Hmm. Kyler Murray against San Francisco. I think I'm fine with Kyler Murray probably makes the list of guys that I'm going to keep playing. He's been so good lately and uh, he's heating up with, with Hopkins too. I think I would rank these guys, Murray, Hertz and Herbert. I know you have Keenan Allen, but there's a chance maybe Keenan Allen gets, uh, maybe he doesn't practice tomorrow or the rest of the week. So we got to watch those reports. 
But uh, again, I'm going to rank those Kyler Murray, Hertz, and then probably Herbert. And I think the thing with Herbert is I'm, I'm just watching the receivers and uh, he, he had a really good matchup against the Raiders last week. The, the Broncos, again, just got slapped by uh, – they just got slapped by Buffalo Bills. But um, I think I'm going to continue Murray. Murray's the, probably the safest play of all of them. He's got no downside. So I like Murray the best. And then you got the Hopkins connection, which is fun too. So uh, wide receivers here that are likely owned but might be available in your league. Uh, I'm monitoring Michael Gallup because if Michael Gallup's out, I'm going to like C.D. Lamb quite a bit because I think he's just going to be on the field. He's going to be the guy that benefits the most in terms of snap count. So C.D. Lamb could be featured there uh, in the slot. Jamison Crowder, if you're feeling dirty. Marquise Brown, he's been on a four-game hit streak. Mike Williams, we'll see about his practice reports. But Emmanuel Sanders, this is the guy that has a lot of opportunity coming his way against a vulnerable Viking secondary. Again, I think Traquan Smith's not playing. And so Drew Brees is going to be thrown to Sanders, Kamara, and probably just Jared Cook. So Sanders makes my list here. Nelson Aguilar, he did get a lot of targets last weekend. He was just inches away from some a couple big catches here, but he had a decent floor game. Kiki Cutie, really good matchup against Cincinnati. He's starting to become trustworthy enough. Even though he fumbled at the end of the game, uh, I still think there's some good things with Kiki Cutie for us. And then you got T. Higgins against Houston. Uh, we'll see who the quarterback is there, but uh, if you needed to trust your Bengals, I think he's getting the snap counts there. Uh, and then Sterling Shepard, really low PPR play. Uh, looks like Bills Mafia is asking, do I think J-Rob will play? I'm going to lean towards, I'm leaning towards doubtful at the moment. Uh, tomorrow will be very telling. If he gets a limited practice in, then it means like good news, like he's probably playing. But if, he, if he's DNP tomorrow, uh, that's going to be a, a red flag for me. So tomorrow, Wednesday, really big uh, potential practice reports coming out for these guys. So we'll see what happens there. Brooklyn's banging. All right, I'm excited to get to it. I'm probably going to shorten the episode tonight, maybe maybe another 10 more minutes, but I'll get to that basketball game in a, in a sec. So uh, I will be going live tomorrow night for sure from 6 to 7. I'm going to talk about – I'll talk a little bit about that Saints-Vikings matchup. We'll look at those uh, start-sit charts a little bit more carefully, but then we'll also open it up for questions, whatever else you guys need. I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be for Thursday and Friday just with the holiday and stuff, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But definitely tomorrow night we'll talk about the Saints and the Vikings and then just open it up to questions. But uh, receivers that should be uh, available here for you guys, Jacoby Myers, if you're feeling dirty. I don't like uh, I don't like the Patriots offense, but Myers had himself a pretty good day last week. In a, in a, he was the lone bright spot on the New, uh, New England Patriots roster here. So Cam Newton throws for 209 yards. 111 of those were Jacoby. He had 10 targets, 7 for 111. So if you need help at wide receiver, maybe Jacoby. Maybe John Brown. It's going to be his first game back, so there's a little bit of a risk of snap counts and potential just being limited there. But uh, someone I'm keeping an eye on, John Brown, Monday Night Football. Alan Lazard had a pretty good game last week. We'll see if he can – he's got a really good matchup against Tennessee. So I'm kind of into Lazard here, but he can, he's, he's, he's like a – you know, maybe a fringe top 40 play. I don't love it. He's kind of risky still. Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton, well, we have to monitor Mike Williams and Keenan Allen tomorrow. So uh, it sucks. I, I wish waiver wires would be pushed back one more day because Wednesday is the most important day in terms of practice report schedule because we actually get a little bit of news. Uh, so I kind of I kind of don't like that waiver wires run on Tuesday night. We're kind of left in the dark on some things. Um, so Manuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Russell Gage, PPR. Um, we've been trusting the T.Y. Hilton lately. T.Y.'s got a tough matchup against Pittsburgh. Russell Gage, also a tough matchup against Kansas City. 
if we go back to here and let me here, let me hit back. I'm going to filter to receiver and then uh, we'll filter to PPR. And so these are the best teams against wide receiver points in PPR. So you see the Chiefs, the number two team, about 30.2 points per game. So I think the only guy I'm going to be recommending for Atlanta is going to be Calvin Ridley. Uh, Russell Gage could have a nice game, uh, but again, really tough defense here. I don't know if I want to test that. And then the Steelers. Uh, down here at number nine, ninth best team. Probably don't want to test that either. I think I'm going to go with Manuel Sanders because, as I've been saying, the Minnesota Vikings, man, they've given up the most touchdowns, or the second most touchdowns to wide receivers here. If we filter this way, uh, the, the Cowboys have given up 24 touchdowns to the receivers, which is, I got, that's why I like Jalen Hurts, guys. Uh, they give up the most touchdowns to wide receivers. So this could be a big one for Philly. But then again, the Vikings have given up 21 touchdowns to wide receivers. That's absurd. So, uh, I think we're going to attack those two units. So for me, I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders. Should I drop Gibson for J.D. McKissick? Um, so you probably have to do that tonight, don't you, Bill? Hmm. That makes me nervous to do that. I don't think Washington put out a practice report today. No, nothing. Um, I'm, I'm assuming Gibson's not going to play this week. It's a bit of a gamble. Um but if you need the help at running back, McKissick could be the guy for you. If we quickly look at this, uh, he's definitely high up there on my list. So I get it. And even if Gibson comes back, JD still has a role. Um, so I think I would be more comfortable with McKissick in a, in a PPR league. So I think I'm going to do it. If, if that's the worst player that you have on your team to cut and you know, like we're going to have questions. On, if Gibson plays, we're going to have questions like, should we play him? It's his first game back. Snap counts could be an issue. Maybe they're just getting him, him back into the mix. So I think I would, even if Gibson plays, I'm going to rank McKissick higher than, um, than Antonio Gibson. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say McKissick is, is worth the, the move here. Uh, and I think we got to the the tight ends down here. So George Kittle, if you guys have any George Kittle questions, fire him up. There's a small list of tight ends and I'm going to start over uh, George Kittle here, but for the most part, I'm, I'm interested in Kittle, but you guys would have to have a, uh, basically like you know not a top five or top six option for me to do so so one of the main decisions that i have to decide between and this is kind of where i draw the line is like dallas goddard versus george kittle i think the top five tight ends i'm probably gonna roll with those guys but uh, a guy that's gonna get eight to ten points uh, I'm, I'm probably logan thomas against carolina that might be tough tyler higby we're gonna watch gerald everett's status because he had a concussion on sunday this could potentially be a nice Higby spot. Dalton Schultz, he's been playing pretty well. He caught a touchdown last week, and it's against Philadelphia. So there is potential for some, some tight end touchdowns here. The Eagles do give up the eighth most PPR points to the tight end. So they are they're, they're pretty generous there. So I do like that. Uh, Herb Smith against New Orleans. I think Kyle Rudolph's not playing. He's actually been playing some pretty good football the last two games here while Rudolph's been out. Hooper, Austin Hooper, had a pretty good game on the Sunday night football. I don't think he's going to be available for, for most leagues, but just someone to put in a – if he's available, he's someone that I can I think I can trust with Baker Mayfield playing good ball. Cole Komet against Jacksonville. He's a boom-bust play. Eric Ebron, boom-bust play. Jared Cook. I'm probably going to move Cook up above these these two tight ends here, put him in this Herb Smith, Austin Hooper tier. Um, so if you have Jared Cook questions, we can get to those too. And then Jordan Aiken. These are just kind of bottom-of-the-barrel guys here. Um, so – Bills Mafia. I have McCaffrey, J. Rob, Hunt, Carson, David Johnson. Would you play McKissick over them? Um. So, assuming J. Rob is out, I do think 
if you have to get if McCaffrey plays, you have to get McCaffrey in the lineup. And then I think the guy that I like the most outside of McCaffrey is going to be David Johnson, especially if Duke Johnson doesn't play. I think that's going to be really easy. I mean, David Johnson caught 10, 10 passes last week, or maybe he had nine for 10 or something, but over 100 yards receiving for David Johnson. No Duke Johnson was a good thing for him. And it's Cincinnati, so that's – I mean, Benny Snell kind of took him uh, for a lot of fantasy points last night. So I'm going to rank them CMC and David Johnson. And then I think uh, even if James Robinson plays the Jacksonville offense, I just – He's he's got a nice ten to twelve point floor, but if he doesn't catch that touchdown last weekend, he's had he, that's his worst fantasy game of the year. So I'm a little bit nervous. Even if J. Rob plays, I'm probably going to rank them McCaffrey, David Johnson. Um, I would probably try to get Carson in over Hunt. McKissick's probably going to be tied with Hunt for me, so I, I would probably rank McCaffrey, David Johnson, Carson, Hunt, and then McKissick. Uh, that's probably how I would rank them. So if you're starting four of those running backs, McCaffrey. David Johnson, Carson, and then it'd probably be Hunt versus McKissick. So I, I don't know. If, that, if that's clear as mud, let me know. Uh, but I think McKiss- the option's nice to have if you can get McKissick and you don't need Antonio. But, uh, man, you got some really good running back uh, really good running back options there. So I like that. Um, defensive matchups, Ravens versus the Giants. Give me that. Jacksonville, uh, Chicago Bears against Jacksonville. That's a good matchup. Cleveland Browns at the Jets. These are probably my top uh, streaming options. I don't know if anyone held on to the Bears, but Bears, Browns, really good defenses here. Saints are tough. We'll see if they can stop Minnesota. Tampa Bay against Detroit. That interests me. Uh, But the one team that I think might be available for most people is going to be Buffalo down here at New England. That game happened earlier this year, and it was actually kind of a barn, uh, kind of a kind of a rock fight for the most part. Let me just pull that game up real quick. Um, So twenty-four to twenty-one. Cam Newton throws for 174. He also rushes for 54 and a touchdown. But this offense is just in a funk. Like, they're just not the same offense here. So I do think – and Josh Allen struggled against this defense, guys. He got the rushing touchdown, but he struggled passing-wise here. And he did have Diggs, Beasley, and John Brown all healthy here. So earn the shot – like, I I had a lot of Josh Allen or Hurts questions. I'm going Hurts, even though I like Allen. He's playing good football, but Hurts is the matchup you want. So – we got about 38 minutes here. I think I'll hang on for another minute or two if you guys have any more questions. Otherwise, I'm just going to refresh the, the the player news real quick. Uh, Josh Rosen to the uh, to the 49ers. That's interesting. Derek Carr again limited today, so that's going to be making make me iffy for Marcus Mariota. I think Mar- I think it sounds like Derek Carr is going to try to play here. So, again, Traquan Smith out. I'm going to really like Emmanuel Sanders, I think, in a lot of the starts of questions this week, guys. Uh, no no Kenny Galladay. Again, Ronald Jones, probably not going to play this week with the finger and COVID-19. Uh, this was good for the Dolphins. We talked about this at the top of the show. Jakeem Grant, Jasicki, and Devontae Parker all back today. That's going to make me really like um, – that's going to make me really like Tua. If you guys have Tua and need some help there, I think he could be a quarterback one. Uh, this one's really interesting. Uh, Jamal Williams with a quad injury. I think it's going to be, if he's out, Aaron Jones, man. Aaron Jones is going to win some championships um, against the Titans. Um, so Henry, Hunter Henry, no practice today. Keenan Allen, no practice. I think this is just uh, a maintenance day for Henry. This is more of a hamstring thing for Keenan Allen. So Chargers have nothing to play for. I'd be surprised if Allen plays. I think, I mean, they, they can't just run him out there again and have him do his limited snaps thing. I think it's either shut him down or uh, potentially let's see what these young guys, Tyron Johnson and uh, Jalen Guyton, can do. 
Um, so would you play Julio over Carson at flex? Um, well, let's take a, let's pull that up here. I don't know if there, did Carson play against the Rams, uh, back earlier in the season here? There we go. Seahawks. Let's just look at this game. This is a good game to look at here. So back, I think this was week nine or 10. Uh, you do see Seattle 16, the Rams 23. So not a good game for Seattle, but this was no, this was no Chris Carson, but Alex, Alex Collins still got 11 for 43 and a touchdown. Collins added one catch for four yards. Uh, this was a DJ Dallas game, two for eight. DJ Dallas also two for 23. So Carson, Carson has a safe floor. You do, you do like Chris Carson. The Rams defense, though, makes me a little bit nervous. So I think the thing is, if Julio plays, I'm playing Julio. Because Atlanta's got nothing to play for. They don't play Julio unless he's 100% ready to go. And there's really no major risk for re-injury. So if we get to the Sunday and Julio Jones is still uh, questionable, uh, I think I'm going to pivot to Carson. But if Julio plays, I think I'm playing Julio there. Again, Seahawks kind of in a funk. Uh, whereas uh, Matt Ryan, like they got nothing to do but else throw the ball against the Chiefs. So I think I'm going to say Julio if he plays. Otherwise, I think Carson's a viable flex option. What's going on, Jenna? Thanks for hanging out. Is Jeff Wilson or Le'Veon Bell the better waiver wire pickup? Um, for me, for me, I'm going with Jeff Wilson because Raheem Mostert was placed on IR today. It's kind of a 50-50 call. Um, I, it was nice to see that Jeff Wilson wasn't on the injury report today. Uh, but the way the 49ers run their offense, you see Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson uh, dominated the snap counts here. Raheem with 14 carries, Jeff Wilson 16. Uh, I think this is almost a guarantee for Jeff Wilson. Like We know he's going to get the ball, at least 15 carries, and they also like to target him a handful of times. So he could be a nice little boost in the catches. And we also know that he is like the definitive goal line back in a matchup against um, <clears throat> against Arizona. I'm not exactly scared of that. So I think Jeff Wilson's going to get uh, the potential for the touchdown and the most touches. Whereas with Le'Veon Bell, I do, I like Le'Veon Bell. He's also in the, like the best offense you could be, but the running back upside there hasn't been great this year. He had a good game against the saints, tough defense. Uh, but this week he plays the Falcons who the Falcons just let everyone throw the ball on him on them. So I do like Le'Veon Bell. You might see Daryl Williams kind of sneak into there and get a handful of touches too. So for me, I think I'm ranking, they're, they're both really close. Uh, I tend to lean with Jeff Wilson, but uh, if you have a better feeling about Le'Veon Bell than I do, uh, go ahead and do it. But it's just kind of funny because I have to, uh, I have to pick, I already have Jeff Wilson in, in the one league that I'm thinking of. I have Wilson and then I'm picking up Le'Veon Bell. So I'm starting both guys. So if that, uh, if that's any consolation there, I like both guys this week, but uh, better chance to score. Uh, give me Jeff Wilson. I know he's the goal line back there. And then last question, Jalen Hurts or Watson for QB this week? Um, so Watson continues to fight hard and play well. I don't think Duke Johnson's playing, so he did connect with David Johnson quite a bit last week. Uh, but Jalen Hurts is the hot – he's the hot play right now. Uh, the good news is I like both quarterbacks a lot. It's kind of like the last question here. So – with the, the opportunity for Watson against the Cincinnati Bengals, like that could be kind of fun. Uh, but I think, I think I'm going with Jalen Hurts. It's really close. I think both guys, potential top five plays. But Jalen Hurts right now, I mean, I was fortunate enough to start him last week and kind of just lucked into something pretty nice here. But he's playing the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys allow they, the Cowboys allow the most uh, wide receiver touchdowns. So that's, that's really good for Jalen Hurts if we quickly look at this. Let me just pull this up and show you. 
So, oh, hit the wrong button. So wide receiver touchdowns here. Dallas Cowboys allow 24 total on the season right now. In terms of tight ends, it looks like the Cowboys kind of stingier against the tight ends. Where am I looking here? They've only allowed seven, but between um, between running or between wide receivers and tight ends, that's 31 touchdowns on the season. And then if we did even filtered in running back receiving touchdowns here, just curious, zero. Uh, but really good potential for Jalen Hurts. I think he's got the safest floor. Um, I don't expect the Houston Cincinnati game to be competitive. It's two non-playoff teams, whereas Philadelphia and Dallas, those guys are still fighting for a chance. So I think I'm going to roll with the more competitive game. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. No problem, Bills Mafia Bob. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, this has been fun for me too. This show's kind of evolved uh, all season here. So I appreciate everyone that's been hanging out in the chat room. And it's kind of nice, you know, getting to know some of these guys that come back in my show. And uh, I don't know, hanging out with me on uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Times. But yeah, very appreciative. And I just want to thank everybody uh, for your time. Hopefully I helped. If I make sense, that's kind of the goal of the show. So uh, it seems like more people have been uh, having some good advice than, than, than bad advice. So I think I'm doing okay. Uh, but for now, I think we're going on about 45 minutes here. If anyone's got any more questions, I'll, I'll pause for just uh, one more option there. But uh, tomorrow night, we will be going live uh, at 6 o'clock Central Time again. Tomorrow night, I'll, I'll, I'll be talking about the, the Saints and the Vikings. And then uh, open it up to questions and just looking at whatever else we might have. I'm, I'm, I think I'm trending towards Thursday, Thursday, 7 or 6 o'clock. I think I'm going to do a show where we talk about the Saturday games. Uh, but just even though it's, it's the holiday season, I'm going to be talking football with you guys. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys for sure tomorrow. But uh, I don't know. Have a good rest of your night, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, peace out.